Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Kayla Brown about her ceremony at the Tree of Life in Animal Kingdom with a dessert party in Germany at Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Kayla. Hey, Carrie. How's it going? It is awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. All right. So this is probably similar to a lot of other brides, but of course we saw the Disney fairytale weddings TV show and I was obsessed with it. I mean, I thought the weddings there were just gorgeous, but I never really thought that I would have a wedding there. Just, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Until I saw the Tree of Life episode specifically. And ever since I saw that episode, I was like hooked. I needed to have a wedding there. And I even remember before we were engaged, me and Bill, I asked him after I saw the episode, I was like, hey, would you get married? You know, like at the Tree of Life, if that that was like a thing. And he was like, "Mm, I don't know. And I was like, oh, dang, probably not going to get that. So whatever. But then fast forward, we get engaged and I bring it back up. I'm like, hey, Tree of Life. And he was like. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. And I was like, cha-ching, we've got it. So yeah, I mean, ever since then, I was hooked though. The TV show really sold it to me. (laughs) Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Honestly, they were all super supportive. I mean, everybody was really excited. I think some people might've been a little confused because I'm not obviously from Florida. I'm from Alabama, but a lot of my family lives in Indiana. I have a lot of friends just kind of all over the country. And so a lot of people expected it to be back in Indiana. So when I told them, hey, we're going to do it in Disney World, of course, they were like, why? Like, why Disney World? And I'm like, just trust me, it's going to be the coolest wedding you've ever been to. And they're like, hey, sounds good to me. And I I think it delivered. So (laughs) that's awesome. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So I think we invited around 120 people, something like that. And that was really with a very limited in our opinion, like we could have invited a lot more people. We wanted to keep it kind of short and about 70 ish people ended up coming. And that includes our immediate family, our bridal party, all of that. That's wonderful. Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yeah, we did. We had the Coronado Springs Resort and then we had the Wilderness Lodge Resort as well. Well, that's great. How did you choose those? Honestly, I just wanted something that was semi-affordable and not, I didn't want the art of animation or pop century. So Coronado just kind of fits that bill for us. And then to be quite honest, the Wilderness Lodge, I just had surveyed a lot of our guests and I was like, hey, you know, who would stay on Disney property? And there was a select few that were like, hey, we would love to stay at either the Polynesian or the Wilderness Lodge. And I was like, okay, so which one? And I just let them decide. And that's kind of how we figured Wilderness Lodge. Otherwise it was going to be Polynesian. So 
Huh, that's great. Yeah, you don't often hear people polling their guests, and sometimes it's because they don't even know what the resorts are, but that's great that they got to kind of have a say. Yeah, it was it was really nice because I'm not totally versed in the Disney World resorts. I've been to Disney my whole life, but I've never stayed on property actually until this trip. And so it was really cool to see that. And so I don't know a ton about the different resorts. And so having people like family who was very knowledgeable in that also helped because they're like, oh yeah, this is a good resort or, hey, this is maybe too expensive or, hey, this might be better. So it was really helpful. And I I mean, nobody complained about it. So I think we were all good. That's great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? I mean, it was kind of just random. We have a lot of family who'd been married in the fall time. We got engaged in August of 2020. And so I didn't want to have a super long engagement, but I didn't want to have anything too short either. And so we kind of just landed on having a fall wedding. We love the month of October and we kind of like you, we thought a Halloween vibe would be cool. So we wanted to get married the week of Halloween. And so we got married on a Tuesday, the 26th. The reason we picked Tuesday was it was the cheapest day to do it inside a park. And honestly, it didn't change anything about the wedding. Nobody even noticed it was a Tuesday, even though when you tell people, they're like, what in the world? Why are you getting married on a Tuesday? But when you're on vacation, you know, like the days don't really matter. So yeah. That's awesome. And I take it the time of day for a tree of life was dictated by the park closing hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we got married at 10 p.m., which is also an unusual time. So Tuesday at 10 p.m., people were a little confused and not sure. But, you know, I was like, again, trust the process. It's going to turn out great. And you guys are going to like really be excited and have a good time. That's great. And did you do your dessert party in Germany before the ceremony or the next day? We did it the next day. So yeah, we got married on Tuesday and then we had the dessert party Wednesday. And during the day Wednesday, we met up with guests and we drank around the world. And then we kind of ended the night with fireworks and stuff at Germany. That's great. Now, how did you choose those ceremony reception venues? You talked about the TV show being influential in Tree of Life. So this is actually a really interesting question because... Like I said earlier, I was very adamant about getting married at the Tree of Life, but then I had seen some pictures and stuff where the tree wasn't lit as much as I would have hoped it would have been, you know, because it's not going to look like the TV show. And so I got a little skeptical. So when I made the call to Disney that I wanted to have my wedding there, I was trying to ask them, you know, like, what are the lights going to look like? Because I want to make sure like the lighting was very important to me. And so they couldn't really give me too many answers because, you know, it's just the sales consultant. So we ended up nixing the tree of life idea at first and we were going to get married on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios. And I thought that was going to be really cool. I had my heart set on that then. I was telling everybody, oh, change of plans. We're doing Sunset Boulevard now. But then we sign our LOA, but like me and Bill signed it. So then my dad was going to sign it. My dad noticed that the date was wrong on the letter of agreement. And I instantly freaked out. So I I call up our sales consultant. I'm like, hey, this is wrong. Please tell me this is a mistake. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, I've made a mistake, but like, we don't have that venue available for the date that you want. So that was kind of a disaster because we had already told people the date. People had already started making travel arrangements. There was just a lot kind of riding on the 26th. And they had us scheduled for the 19th. So it was a whole week (sighs) before So I was like, oh, no. So long story short, we ended up going back to Tree of Life because thankfully it was available still on the 26th. 
And to me, I think it was just fate at that point. I was like, you know what? I said I wanted the tree of life. I just need to roll with it and trust them. Like they're going to make it look good. And they really did. So thank goodness. (laughs) That's great. And how did you pick Germany for the dessert party? My planner suggested it. I I knew I wanted to do it in Epcot because I saw all the beautiful pictures that they have there. And so I asked my planner, like, what's the best spot to go to? Like with the amount of people we're going to have and fireworks and all that. And she just suggested Germany was like the the cheapest option for the most space. And it has like the best view. And she was right. I mean, the whole, the, I didn't, this is a whole nother story, but I actually wasn't at the dessert party, sadly <laughs> enough. I, I made it halfway through the day, but I ended up getting sick. So I missed my whole dessert party, which is really sad. But I've been told very good stories about it. But to go back to your question, yeah, Germany was a suggestion from my planner. Got it. Um, You don't happen to remember which portions of Germany, like A, B, C, D, that you had? It was A and B. So were you able to use any outside vendors for your event? I'd imagine it was a little tricky because so much was in the park. Yeah, so I I went with Disney the whole time. Just to make it easier on me, I wanted the least amount of work as possible. I didn't want to be too stressed about it. And so I just kind of threw it in Disney's hands and I said, do what you got to do. This is what I want. And that's what they did. So I didn't really get to deal with too many outside vendors. The only things I did outside of Disney was just like our guest book and our programs and that sort of thing. Okay, great. How did you choose your officiant? Our officiant was actually my uncle. We wanted somebody who was close to us, who had some kind of connection to us. And we kind of landed on him just because he's somebody, obviously, I grew up with. And we have a really strong connection with him, both me and Bill do. He wasn't, at least, an ordained minister or anything at the time when I asked him. So he had to go through the whole process of getting ordained and stuff. But he did a great job. I was really impressed. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony? I only had a violinist, which comes with the venue also. And that was like the best decision ever. He, we had Rob Kerr and he was amazing. Like he did so good. So we also did our first dance after the ceremony at the venue. And we literally just like after the ceremony, he was like, Hey, what do you want to dance to? And I just told him a song and he just played it like no problem at all. Didn't need sheet music, nothing. He did amazing. I mean, he knew every song perfectly. He was so good. I couldn't, I could not recommend him enough. That's so great to hear. And what a great idea to do your first dance at the ceremony site since you weren't doing a traditional reception or anything. Right, right. That was the whole idea. Like we wanted to do, because we're not, well, I am, but Bill is not the most, like he doesn't like to show off anything. And the thought of having a big reception kind of, I think, made him nervous So that's partially the reason why we didn't have one. But I wanted to make sure we did something special, just him and I. So after the ceremony, we took all our photos and everything with family and friends. And then they bust our um, friends and family back to their resorts. And me and Bill got to stick around and do our first dance privately um, in front of the tree. And then we got to take a few more photos. And then we went back to our resort. Oh, that sounds great. It was awesome. Loved it. (laughs) Now, this might be a tricky question because you weren't at most of your dessert party, but do you have any menu items that you would recommend? Yeah, no, that's okay. So I, so of course, I personally didn't get to try any of them, which is so sad. But what I can say is that my friends and family, we had the poutine bar 
And then we had cheeseburger sliders and the novelty ice cream bars and fruit pops, I think is what it was called. And my friends and family raved over this poutine bar. They thought it was like the best food ever, which made me so sad again. Like I didn't get to try any of it, but everybody said it was delicious. Like all the food they said was perfect and they didn't have any complaints about anything. So if I had to recommend anything, I got to go with that stuff just because, I mean, my loved one said it was good, so it had to be good, right? (laughs) And did you add any other events around the wedding, like a welcome party? We did not. That's something I kind of wish we could have done, but we were trying to stay within a certain budget, and I think we were just nervous to go over that budget, so we kind of avoided doing anything like that. But if I had to go back and do it again, or if I maybe could do it like that, I would have definitely have added like a rehearsal dinner or like a a welcome party or something like that. Cause I I've seen the other ones. They look so fun. Like that's a good idea. (laughs) Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your day ran? Sure. So like I said earlier, we got married at 10 o'clock. So we started getting ready. The girls did I think around 1 PM. And that was because we only had one hairstylist. So, and I had, six bridesmaids. So she had a lot of heads to do. So we started getting ready around one and then around, I think it was eight thirty, nine o'clock. We went downstairs. So we stayed and got ready at the animal kingdom lodge, Kadani village. And so around eight thirty, nine o'clock, we went downstairs and we took pictures in the lobby and the guys took pictures in the lobby as well. And they started getting ready around five. And so we took pictures for about, I think 30 or 45 minutes. And then Around 9.30, they bust us to the park. And from there, I mean, they took the program. I mean, they took everything that we needed for the ceremony, got it ready for us, lined us up. And by the time that was all done, it was ready to go. And at 10 o'clock on the dot, we started doing the ceremony. And ceremony lasted probably, I think, 30 minutes tops. And then uh, we took pictures. And we were back in our resort by like 11.30, 12 o'clock maybe. And so then the next day we woke up, went to Epcot, you know, like in the afternoon, we, we drank around the world, like I mentioned earlier. And I think it was 7.30, 7.30, I think is when we started the dessert party. And from there until I think it was like 9.30 technically is when we had the, the venue for, and that's when we had the food and the fireworks. And then by 10 o'clock you're out, you go back to your resort and it's all over with. (laughs) Now, I know some people, they say, you know, oh, I would love to use Tree of Life, but I don't want to get married in the middle of the night. And can you talk a bit about how that was? Did your guests think it was weird that they just went to the ceremony in the evening and then the the rest of the event was the next day or any tips you have? That was something I was actually worried about, but nobody seemed to have a problem with it. I think ahead of time, people have their reservations because it's just so off the cuff. It's not what they're used to. But in the moment, it's such a normal thing that And the ceremony goes so quick. I mean, it's not like you're having a two hour long ceremony. You're there for like an hour tops as a guest. And the next day, I mean, everybody knew the plan and we made it optional for our guests. So we didn't make it a requirement if you wanted to go or not. You you didn't have to go to the dessert party, that is. And so for a lot of guests, it was really laid back. And so I don't think that they had any problems with it. But that was definitely a concern of mine. Another reason why I didn't add anything else to our event, like any other celebrations, because I didn't want to require them to do too many things on their trip because it was such a trip for them. It was like a vacation 
I didn't want them to feel obligated to go to so many events on so many days, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sometimes overscheduling them, you know, then they don't get a chance to just do what they want to do on their vacation. Right, right. And them just being at the ceremony itself just made my day. So that, that's all I really asked for. And then for your Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom park shoots, how many days after the wedding did you do those? This is a huge regret, actually. <laughs> this is why I didn't make it to the dessert party, as I think I just got too exhausted. So we had our ceremony at 10 p.m. Tuesday night. Like I said, we got back to our room like 1130, 12 o'clock. And then we had our Magic Kingdom shoot the very next morning. So I slept for a solid like two or three hours. And then I got back up and had to like, I didn't even like wash my hair or like anything or take my makeup off. I just kind of touched it up the next morning. And um, luckily it worked out for me. But so we did that the next day on Wednesday. And so then we had the whole dessert party Wednesday night. And then Thursday was our Animal Kingdom shoot. Wow. So we kind of did a, a double whammy there and it was really difficult. So, but those was the only days that they had available for us that week. And we weren't sure we were going to be able to come back anytime soon. So I just felt like it was necessary to do it then, but it was definitely difficult. And I, I wouldn't recommend doing that to anybody else. So definitely try to spread it out if you can. Got it. Okay. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? My priorities were definitely the lighting and photography, because to me, if you're going to do a wedding inside a park, especially at the Tree of Life, you want it lit up and you want the pictures to look awesome. Like that's a huge part of it for me. And so I made sure to make that clear to my planners and they really delivered on that. I mean, it was amazing. And I was so excited when I found out Stephanie Caldwell was my photographer. She was one of my requests and she was so awesome. She was amazing too. With the lighting, did you go with just the basic package or did you have them add extra? Yeah, we just had the package, which I think is sufficient enough based on what I've seen. Because we haven't gotten our full wedding pictures album yet, but we've gotten all the previews. And from what I've seen, all the pictures look amazing. And even when we were there, like I, I would have thought it was like the TV show. It was so lit up. So I don't really know what else you would get if you got more lighting to it. I even asked like, I'm willing to pay more just to double check that I'm going to have a lit tree. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's all we're going to offer you. Like, it's all you need. And I was like, okay, say so. <laughs> and then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Flowers were definitely something I did not really care too much about. I know that's different for a lot of brides though. But for me, flowers were not super important just because I knew that they were going to make them look okay. And then decorations, like I had a very specific vision in mind for my decorations. But at the end of the day, I kept telling my husband, I was like, if they don't have any decorations, I would be fine. Like, I think when you're getting married in a park, you don't have to have so many decorations to, to like lift it up some, there's like too many surrounding decorations naturally there that kind of make it what it is. So I would say flowers and decorations were definitely those. And then transportation. I didn't make it a big deal to have, you know, special transportation or anything like that. So we just kept it very minimal. Okay. Now, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding? My favorite memory would have to be when we like first walked into the park the night of the wedding. And it was like me and my bridesmaids and my parents. And we're just like walking into the park after hours, just us. 
And then I see the venue for the first time. And it was like the most spectacular view I've ever seen in my life. And it was literally everything I ever dreamed of from like the moment I saw the TV show episode. It was exactly what I wanted and everything I envisioned. So it's something that I would never forget. And I, it has, that has to be my favorite memory. Yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> that's wonderful. Now, aside from not being able to attend most of your dessert party, was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? Yeah, so we had programs and like pictures of our grandparents who had passed away that we wanted to put out for our guests, as well as our guest book for before the ceremony. And it wasn't communicated clear enough, like, because as you know, there's a lot of lack of communication right now with the planners and the brides. So we didn't really get to communicate that. So I had all that, all those items with me, but I was the last person to arrive to the park. So our guests were already seated. The groomsmen and stuff were already lined up by the time I got there. And so they weren't able to put out the pictures and the programs like I hoped. So that kind of all went to waste, but it really didn't matter that much. It was one of those things that would have been nice to have, but it certainly didn't ruin anything. And then the other thing, which is funny, I didn't even notice this until literally last week, the decorations. I was really concerned about the venue not being set up exactly how I envisioned it. And when I was going back and looking at my pictures, I noticed it wasn't set up how I envisioned it actually. And I thought it was funny because that was something that I was so worked up about and like worried, what if it doesn't look how I want it to? And it was, but I'd never even realized it until a month later when I just happened to be looking at pictures and noticed one bride had decorations I liked. And I was like, huh, why does that look different from my pictures? And I look back at my pictures and I was like, wait, that's not what I asked for. So, um, but again, I mean, the day was still perfect. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't even notice that the day of or the weeks out. I mean, it took four or five weeks after the wedding for me to even notice that. So, yeah, I mean, but those are just really minor, minor things to me. Right. Okay. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I definitely would have tried to add maybe another celebration, whether that be a welcome party or a rehearsal dinner, and then making sure I actually had a rehearsal for the ceremony because we didn't do a rehearsal. So we kind of went into it blind, which I thought would have been fine. And it really was. But there were certain things that I wish we could have maybe planned out a little bit better. But I didn't realize how easy it was to actually ask for a rehearsal. So yeah, I, I think if I had to change anything, I would have just maybe tried to communicate more questions. But at the time, I didn't know that I needed to ask those questions either. Interesting. What kind of stuff would you want to rehearse? Mainly because, like I said, our officiant had never officiated a wedding before. So there were things that, I mean, a normal officiant, I think, would probably guide you to do where he probably just didn't realize he needed to guide us to do this thing. So, for example, like at the end of our ceremony, what I'm used to is them saying, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You can kiss the bride. And so we did that. And then normally you would walk back down the aisle. But so we like turned like we were about to walk down the aisle, but he still had more to say. Oh, and so I just I mean, it's such a small, small detail, but just like little things like that. I wish we could have maybe gone over. But other than that, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been something that would have changed it too much. But just maybe for my own sanity, it would have would have made me feel a little bit better. Interesting. OK, do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? 
my best advice is to just trust Disney. Like they know what they're doing and they do such a good job with it. I know it's really, really difficult right now, like the lack of communication, but something that I've mentioned earlier is that even things that you expect to be a big deal to you probably won't be a big deal to you the day of. You're so like overwhelmed with, you know, the day itself and just what's about to happen that you're not really noticing those tiny details that you kind of notice when you're planning. So I would definitely say just trust Disney and let them do their job. They're doing it great. They're doing the best they can. and, And they really do deliver. They do a really good job. That's great advice. Well, Kayla, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. This is awesome. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.